Hello, this is David Clive Price, and you're so welcome to the Asia Business Network Expert Series. Coming up today, we're going to talk about corporate cultural diplomacy and how important it is to achieve success in Asia business. And we have a great guest in the experts chair today. It is Grant Hall. Grant is the founder of a new business called League Cultural Diplomacy, an international event management and consulting firm that specializes in corporate cultural diplomacy. Grant is from Adelaide, South Australia, but is currently based in a seaside town in Vietnam. Grant has been managing arts and cultural events for over 20 years and has coordinated hundreds of events, including orchestral concert tours and critically acclaimed arts festivals. He has lived and worked in Australia, Northern Ireland, Canada and Vietnam, and now manages events that help organisations build relationships, trust and ultimately influence abroad or across cultures. So we're thrilled to have him here today. Grant, welcome. Thank you, David. Thank you for the opportunity to chat. And it's great to have you. So let's start off with a question that many listeners will want to know. What perhaps... Uh, is the heart of your business. What exactly is corporate cultural diplomacy? Well, perhaps I'll start with telling you a little bit about my business and what I do, and and that will give you a a, a good idea of what corporate cultural diplomacy actually is. So as you mentioned, David, um, I work, well, my business is called League Cultural Diplomacy, and it's an international event management and consulting firm that specialises in corporate cultural diplomacy, or CCD as it's otherwise known. And we help our clients build relationships, uh, trust and influence abroad through cultural events or other creative initiatives. Uh So for example, events might include music, dance or theatre performances, festivals, films, art exhibitions or sports contests or publications, or, or really Anything to do with culture, uh, we can organise and we take quite a broad uh, understanding of of what culture can be. So, you know, cooking displays, gardening events, you name it, we can do it. (laughs) And and used correctly and strategically, CCD can be uh, used to to build relationships and and really uh, uh, bring about some uh, uh, excellent business outcomes. And it's particularly useful in uh, new markets, uh, new or foreign markets. So let me, let me explain a little bit more about what CCD is. Corporate cultural diplomacy, it's a tool to manage international business relationships right. and gain influence. Now, most people will be aware that governments have used cultural diplomacy uh, for hundreds of years to further their national interests abroad. Yes. So uh, quite often that's... that's uh, done through embassies that, that arrange cultural events like film festivals are quite popular, uh, theatre ensemble visits are, are popular. And what corporate cultural d- diplomacy does is it puts those same tools for gaining influence into the hands of organisations or people that want to advance their, their corporate objectives overseas or, or across cultures. So I, I might explain it a little bit further in that many people, quite often I'm asked, what's the difference between corporate cultural diplomacy 
and corporate social responsibility. And what I point to is that corporate culture diplomacy has what I call the five magic ingredients. So if we take the word magic, corporate cultural diplomacy meets corporate objectives. So letter M meets corporate objectives. Letter A, abroad or across cultures. So that can mean overseas or in new markets or foreign markets, can mean across the border. can also mean across cultures. So it might mean within your own country, but perhaps you want to develop excellent relationships with perhaps a minority group or an indigenous group. Right. It can also mean across cultures within your workplace if you've got uh, if, if your corporation is large enough that it spans several different uh, countries and you have uh, a diverse range of people from different cultures corporate cultural diplomacy can help uh, galvanize the corporate culture of your organization so it's Come a to so it's a reflection yes. of the. In a way, it's a. It's related to the soft. What the politicians call soft power, in the sense it's very of much, influencing. Very much related. Yes, uh, but it's a corporate yes. version of it. Um, that, that's right. And and it's a way to project your brand, I guess, and to um, build relationships and uh, give a give a sense of what uh, what your what your corporation or your brand or your product is about as well. Um, and I guess to plug into networks and uh, abroad, overseas, across cultures, um, and to, you know, to, to contribute to the greater cultural understanding of, uh, of, of the nations of the world too. Well, that, that's absolutely correct. Um, the, the, there's more, a multitude of benefits for... Um, delivering cult corporate cultural diplomacy. At the heart of it is the rela relationships. Mm. It's all about relationships, relationships, relationships. Right. And, of course, very much being able to deliver things like a, uh, delivering, uh, uh, improving your brand awareness yeah. is, is almost a spin-off effect. And in my blog, which is at wherewordsfailblog.com, I have a particular post which, which provides about two dozen reasons. Right. Why, why corporations should use uh, cultural diplomacy, corporate cultural diplomacy. And if I continue on with, with the magic, yes. uh, the, the five magic ing ingredients, then the next letter is G, and this is related, gains influence. Gain. And yeah. gains influence. Mm. And in influence ultimately stems from, first of all, you build the relationships, and then you have the trust, and then, and then the, the influence. Yes. So letter I, it's initiative driven. Yes. So you have a conduit for your your uh, for your cultural diplomacy uh, project. So that can be an event or a series of uh, different events. And finally, C, it's culturally centred. So it needs to have an aspect of culture, be that music or dance or or gardening. And, and you know, again, you take a quite a, a broad view of that. So the magic five ingredients. If I put it all together. It meets corporate cultural diplomacy, meets corporate objectives, abroad or across cultures, gains influence, it's initiative-driven and culturally centred. So who can use cultural, um, corporate cultural diplomacy? Who, who are the... I'm, it's not often... Is it often seen on the agendas of or in the departments of companies um, in the same way that CSR is? Or is it something that is especially chosen by certain companies in certain sectors um, 
just give us a sense of who uses so CCD, as you call it. Sure. Uh, now, off, it's used more widely than, than one might think. Uh, right. I, I, when I was working in Perth, Western Australia, I was privy to, to see quite a lot of what the large mining companies did in Western Australia to, to gain influence, and a lot of that was, was culturally based. And the reason for that was because in Western Australia, to, to build a mine quite often, or to dig a mine, quite often a mining company will have to negotiate terms to, to, to dig that mine or, or uh, uh, explore for materials on Indigenous-owned land. So they would need to negotiate with Indigenous groups uh, and, and try to find uh, some points of agreement. And quite often, to help build those important relationships, uh, they would support the indigenous organisations through supporting their cultural centres and their artists and the like. Yeah. So, so that it's quite it's quite common, but it's you know it's it's not always uh, spoken about as a um, uh, you know it's not, it's not always in the newspapers so to speak. Yeah. And, and a lot of it falls under corporate social responsibility, you know, there, there is a lot in common between right. corporate cultural diplomacy and, and uh, uh, corporate social responsibility. I guess the main points of dif difference is that it's corporate cultural diplomacy is always culturally centred and, and it is ultimately there to, to, to build influence um, through relationships and trust building. Right. So, so perhaps... To, hmm, sorry, carry on. So to, to come back to your question about who can use it, Multinational businesses can use it. Governments, sporting teams, right? Uh, uh, defence forces. Essentially, any person or organisation wanting to build corporate relationships with key people or groups abroad or across cultures can right. benefit from from CCD. Um, can you give us a few other examples of uh, of it in in action, as it were, in in Asia, which I think would interest uh, our listeners, since you're you're based in Vietnam, you're from Australia. So, how how does it work in Asia? Well, for, I've, I've been speaking in in preparation for for launching League Cultural Diplomacy with a large number of organisations, uh, mostly Australian organisations, but other, others as well that are doing business in Asia. Yeah, uh, I remember one uh, one company that I've been talking to recently. Uh, they're an exporting company from Australia, and uh, after uh, lengthy negotiations, they were delighted to get some of their product to to a port in in China. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, that's where the the uh, product still is. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 for whatever reason, it hasn't managed to get from from the port where the ship unloaded it to the point of sale. Right. So there's obviously a problem there with the distributors and that, that point of connection in, in the supply chain. Yeah. So what we've been talking about is it's been identified, obviously, that there's a, a, a problem with the relationships that they have in that 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 point of the supply chain. So what we're working together on doing is organising some cultural diplomacy initiatives that will help them build those key relationships at that point in the, in the supply chain. Ah. I see. So so that, sorry, Grant, carry so, on. So CCD can, can be used to, to solve some very 
you know, serious business problems. You know, it's not just cultural problems that, that it can, obvious cultural problems, but quite often, you know, serious straight down the line business problems can be solved by corporate cultural diplomacy. So it's, uh, it's, it's not simply soft influence, as it were, but it's, it's actually a hard business tool. It's a, it's a, um, it's a method that you can yes. a- approach to build what are, what are, what are more um, uh, difficult things to quantify such as relationships but you can use this form of diplomacy to enhance your relationships to um, would you say it's useful for other ways of doing business in Asia this building relationships you you mentioned this particular Example. Yes. Are there other CCD, <laughs> corporate cultural diplomacy, um, uh, methods or examples of of the way it's used in in uh, in Asia across culture, um, in addition to relationships? Certainly, I could talk to you about a, an initiative that is being planned between uh, the Western Australian government and uh, a, a government in a. a in China, yeah. and it's a it's a it's an initiative initiative between uh, two orchestras, the China Philharmonic Orchestra and oh. the West Australian Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. Now, now the project was launched by the Australian China China Business Council, and it's been backed by business leaders from both Shanghai and Perth, which is the capital of Western Australia, and it's being used as a way to foster beneficial trade relationships between the two countries. Right. So. Sure, it's an orchestral event, but alongside the orchestra, orchestral event will be trade delegation aspects, uh, different ways of in, uh, involving, uh, forging person-to-person links, business-to-business links, even government-to-government links, using that common ground of orchestral concerts and orchestral events as a way to bring people together as kind of a, a background. Right. As so bringing, that, bringing people together, I like that. Yes, that's it's, right. Yeah, it's, it's very much to do with that, isn't it? It's uh, getting people attuned to each other's cultures and the common points of those cultures, I guess, uh, in the way that you put on events or concerts. Um, it, it's 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 creating trust, isn't it? That's it's what absolutely it building like. trust. Yeah, and uh, um, you know, it gives businesses a heightened ability to navigate complex cultural terrain, terrain, you know, yeah. through immersive cultural learning experience. Right. Often that, that exceed those that, you know, are provided, uh, you know, in, in a book, you know. Yeah. The, the immersive experience of relating with people from a different culture but within a shared and mutually enjoyable yes. uh, environment, um, you know. It, it also gives... Your business really advantage and advantageous insights into your target market. Yeah, um, uh, you know you can build good relationships so that unintentional cultural faux pas won't be misconstrued as rudeness or indications of bad bad intentions. Yes, yeah, so, so it's all the essentials really of uh, mm. building good business in Asia, which is based so much on uh, relationships and the personal. As we all know, our listeners will also know, um, it's it's an essential part of that. It sounds like um, by using um, cult- strictly 
cultural means this time. I mean, uh, like you say, concerts and uh, other arts events um, uh, in order to build up that atmosphere of, of trust and understanding of the way things are done. Um, yes. uh, so it's mutual, mutual trust. Um, you, build, you build a reservoir of trust that yeah. will enable you your business relationships to uh, survive bumpy negotiations and, and cultural differences. And, and it also involves, a, it, it can, one thing that I like about the West Australian Shanghai Orchestral Program is the reciprocity aspects of it, which is, you know, so important in, in uh, many, Asian, particularly Asian countries, is that you can give something, they can give something, yes. you know, and it, yes. and it, it meets some of and that very much plugs into the way business relationships are, are formed um, successfully in Asia is this mutual obligation. It's not simply based on the transaction or the deal or the contract, but very That's much right. on the long-term relationship and commitment. And, and so this is, a, is a, another very important way that you can uh, build those relationships and mutual obligation, reciprocity <laughs> as you put it. Yes. yes, that's exactly right. Um, what advice would you have for organizations seeking to use corporate cultural diplomacy in Asia? Look, you need to do your homework mm. and you need to plan strategically. Right. Um, you know, it sounds very good that you might want to put on a dance performance to solve a problem in distribution, mm. but, you know, what's the link? You can't just put on <laughs> yeah. an event and hope people will turn up and everything will be rosy because you've put on an arts event, yes. for example. You need to know who you know who you need to influence. What are the ways that, that you can help build those those important relationships? Yes. Uh, it's no point spending a million dollars on an orchestral event if the people that you want to come don't show up. So what are you going to do to 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 to, to ensure that your initiative uh, helps build the uh, relationships with the right people. Yeah. So, do your homework and plan strategically. That's probably number one. Right. I think. Uh, I think it's important to have the right people there to deliver the, the initiative. If you have a project manager or or whatever, you know they they need to have a good understanding of, of both the cultural aspects of it and and of the the hard side business aspects of it. Right. Um, you need to have your cultural competencies, cultural competencies under control. Yeah. So you know you need to have listened to your David Clyde Price uh, <laughs> podcasts and hopefully yes, yes. <laughs> read the right books and uh, yes. you know uh, know, know the, the local business protocols to, to put yes. your best foot forward. Yeah. So, so you need to put in a, an effort at an interpersonal level. You can't just organize a series of initiatives or events and, and hope they'll look for themselves, you still need to put in a, a, an effort and meet people and talk to people and, you know, it's it's, it's not a, a shortcut, right. that's for sure. Yeah, that's good advice. It's not a shortcut. No. So, and, and you need to involve your most senior people. Right. That, that I think that's, that's very important, uh, you know, especially in Asia where we're Seniority is important. Rank is important. You know, if if you're going to 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 uh, produce a cultural diplomacy event, you know, it's best to have your highest ranking people there and 
and uh, you know I think that that will be appreciated. So that's probably my main advice. Right. If you can't do that, speak to me. <laughs> you know, get in touch with me, and uh, yeah. I can either advise you on how to do this, or or, or I can manage the event on your behalf uh, for you. So plug plug. Well, that's great. Yes. So go to Grant for CCD Corporate Cultural Diplomacy and build up those relationships in Asia and get plugged into the right networks with the right influence and the right level of reciprocity and long-term commitment. Um, it's not just a short-term deal. I, well, Grant, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate the time you've taken to do this. Uh, just before I let you go, I have one final yes. question. You live in Vietnam in a seaside town, I know that. What do you like about living there? Oh, you know, I love the beach <laughs> and the, the beach weather. It's beach weather every day. It's t-shirt weather every day. Fabulous. The food is delicious. Yes. Um, and uh, look, living in Vietnam, I'm at the heart of the action here in Asia. Ah. Uh, you know, I can see the development happening from my doorstep. And uh, you know it's an exciting to it's an exciting time to to live and work in Asia and and I love it. Well, that's fantastic. Take advice from Grant. Dive in, literally, into the waves of Asia, and make sure that that, that you're plugging into the action there. I'm sure that's um, really important insight into life in Asia that listeners will want to think about and reflect on. So that's it for today. I'd like to thank Grant for being my guest. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, David. It's been a great pleasure and fun. And if you'd like to know more about corporate cultural diplomacy, please visit Grant's website at www.wherewordsfailblog.com. That's wherewordsfailblog.com, which is also there at the links below. And listen in to more news and views on doing business in Asia at Asia Business Network Expert Series, to which you can also subscribe on iTunes. So, until the next time, happy listening.